Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, November 10th. President-elect Biden moving full steam ahead with his transition, despite President Trump's refusal to concede. We'll discuss that. Plus, the divide within the Democratic Party isn't waiting for Inauguration Day to make itself known. And finally, all eyes on the Supreme Court as it hears a key case on the future of Obamacare. President-elect Biden is clearly aiming to have health care front and center today, and we'll get to that. But what is certainly going to be more newsworthy out of his comments today are the comments he made when asked about the president's refusal to concede the election, and more importantly, the refusal of the administration to do and take the necessary steps in order to move forward with a transition process, even as an election recount or legal fight is underway. The ability uh, for uh, the administration in any way by failure to recognize this our win uh, does not uh, change the dynamic at all in what we're able to do. Nothing's going to stop that. And, uh, and so I'm confident that uh, the fact that they're not willing to acknowledge we won at this point is uh, not of much consequence in our planning and what we're able to do between now and January 20th. Of course, it's not just President Trump's Twitter feed declaring that he has won an election that he's lost. He's being somewhat enabled here by Republican allies. Of course, that has been the story of the four years of the Trump presidency. Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader in the United States Senate, the majority leader who just himself won re-election to another six-year term last week, was pressed again today by reporters about whether or not the president should be conceding and whether or not McConnell is giving him basically too much leeway here to hold up a transition from taking place. Mitch McConnell says there's nothing to worry about. The Electoral College votes. Anyone who's running for office can exhaust concerns about counting in any court of appropriate jurisdiction. It's not unusual. It should not be alarming. Now, there are a couple ways to look at what McConnell's doing. You can look at it and be outraged that he's not sort of walking down to the White House and saying to President Trump, you know, it's up, man. It's over. You lost this election. You got to say so. We got to move on. There's valid reason to have that kind of an outrage. Certainly, if you're a Biden supporter, I'm sure you feel the way. There's another way to look at what McConnell is doing here, though, which is he is allowing enough leeway here for the president to find his way forward in this process, rather than throwing a grenade into the sort of hotbed that exists right now in the American electorate after this very divided country elected Joe Biden president. 
Clearly, Mitch McConnell is trying to avoid antagonizing the 70 million-plus Americans who voted for Donald Trump, those very same Americans he needs totally engaged and enthused about helping the Senate Republicans keep its majority with the Georgia Senate runoffs and, and into the future beyond that in policy fights. So he understands sort of where the current and the power is inside the Republican Party, and that is still with Trump. Even with Trump's defeat, that's where it is. So McConnell is trying to walk a line here, which is allow the process to actually play out as it is prescribed in the Constitution to do so. Don't completely inflame Trump supporters at this moment and presume that the president is going to get to the right conclusion here. There are others who clearly say you cannot presume the president's going to do that and you need to cut this off now. I think Mitch McConnell is going to be the center of attention for days and weeks to come as this plays out. Now, here's what else matters today. The Democratic divide that was pretty apparent in the Democratic presidential nomination race throughout much of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, that has been apparent if you've been watching what's going on with the House Democratic Caucus. This divide that exists inside the Democratic Party between the more progressive wing and more moderate and more establishment types is real. It's a real divide. And it's one that was largely papered over, I would say, to the credit of Democrats in the election because they all decided nothing mattered more than defeating Trump. Well, they did that. Donald Trump lost the election. Joe Biden's going to be the next president of the United States. But if you thought that the divide that exists there in the Democratic ranks was going to wait until Joe Biden actually took the oath of office on January 20th to present itself, think again. It is out in force. And you see it in seeing people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar from the progressive wing making their case of what they're going to sort of pressure a Biden administration to pursue. On the other hand, you have Joe Manchin, the Democratic senator from West Virginia, who is a moderate and who believes that moderates in the party have been rather quiet on this front and that they will come out in force now sort of saying to the left wing, if you continue to push the party in a left direction— the party's never going to win the kinds of seats that it won in 2018 and now lost in Republican areas, in redder parts of the country. You will not be able to have Democrats win there if the party moves too far left. Here's the thing. That internal divide is its own sort of problem that'll sort itself out within the Democratic Party and through primary processes and what have you in the years ahead. But what it does represent is an immediate challenge to President-elect Biden, because as he staffs his administration, as he announces cabinet secretaries, as he puts forth the initial agenda items that he wants Congress to tackle, he is immediately going to have to deal with a progressive wing that feels emboldened while he is trying to argue that the practicality of the way the votes are in the Senate to get anything done needs to be a more moderate approach. This is going to be an ongoing daily challenge for his presidency. And finally today, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments in a bid to overturn the Affordable Care Act. Now, this is that case with several Republican-led states and the Trump administration joining it, asking the court to strike down the law in its entirety. However, listening to the oral arguments today, you may have heard Chief Justice John Roberts, Justice Brett Kavanaugh. They sounded like 
perhaps their role was not to invalidate the entire Affordable Care Act, that if one provision, like the individual mandate, is found to be unconstitutional, that that can be removed and severed from the rest of the law, that just saying the individual mandate is unconstitutional does not invalidate the whole law. So if you are Donald Trump and you listening to the oral arguments today, and I doubt Donald Trump was, but perhaps he got briefed on it, I don't think you heard necessarily a court that is going to do your bidding exactly how you want it done as it relates to Obamacare. And President-elect Biden is making sure to keep the battle to protect Obamacare front and center in these early days of his transition. This is what he had to say today. Let's be absolutely clear about what's at stake. The consequences of the Trump administration's argument are not academic or an abstraction. For many Americans, they're a matter of life and death in a literal sense. This argument will determine whether health care coverage of more than 20 million Americans who acquired under the Affordable Care Act will be ripped away in the middle of the nation's worst pandemic in a century. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.